0: So this week on 52 Weeks of Why, I have a, a friend that was introduced to me by a prior guest on 52 Weeks of Why, uh, and in just our brief conversation, setting up for this interview. Uh, I can see why, and I'm so happy that you're here, and I'll get into introducing Laura in just a moment. I want to do a very quick quote before we get rolling. Um, and this one comes from Robert Robert Louis Stevenson that says, don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant. This falls right in line with a lot of my readings on Jim Rohn and John Maxwell. Um, They all talk about planting seeds. Uh, In fact, there's a really good children's book that talks about planting seeds of happiness uh, in other people as you travel through your day. Um, Love that. Love helping plant seeds in other people. It goes a lot with the the discussion we had in our last podcast about creating a fork in the road for people. Um, A lot of times when people think they're on a one-way street and that person comes along and just plants a little seed that there might be a Y or an intersection coming up, it's amazing how that can change a person's perspective. Um, My guest today is Laura Zavadil. Laura was introduced to me by Caroline Rittenauer. Um, Laura, first let me thank you for your time. I appreciate you being here.
1: Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having me.
0: So, Laura is uh, from my area in the Mahoning Valley in Youngstown, Boardman, Ohio. Um, Born and raised and went to school in Youngstown. Um, She's currently married for 10 years congratulations. 10 years is a huge milestone. Um, Yesterday was my wife and I's 11-year anniversary. Um, It's pretty cool to be around other people who've been in relationships for that long um, and hear their interaction with their spouse and their children. Um, So married to Micah for 10 years and you have three daughters ages nine, seven, and five. So you have a fourth grader, a second grader, and a preschooler. Did I do that right?
1: right. Third, second, and uh, yeah, TK. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So busy. life is very busy.
1: Busy indeed, but very, very blessed.
0: Yes. Yeah, some of the most rewarding and some of the most challenging days of my life have been oh, yeah. uh, with my kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but oh, I want to yeah. talk a little bit about, about your journey because. Um, being born and from Youngstown, but then moving away and ending up back in our community after moving away. Um, I mean, the circumstances that brought you back may not have been the best, um, but it's interesting to me that that, like me, when I came back, um, I didn't want to leave. I was content being here. I've built a business here um, and I have I, I love it here now and it's so fun to see other people who have left and also come back and now set up camp here as well. Um, so Laura, I know you, you had a career prior to what you're doing now. Um, tell us a little bit about that transition out of high school into that career and travel, if you would.
1: Yeah, so always uh, was a dancer my entire life. Um, felt that that was something um, I had a special talent for that I could take it outside of Ohio and and do do some professional work with it. So right out of high school, um, I went to YSU for a year just um, to get a year of college under my belt. Um, during that time, I was traveling back and forth to New York um, and auditioning. So really, really my, my goal for dance was just to get a professional job. I didn't really have anything specific in mind at the time. I just wanted to get my foot in the door. Uh, I wanted to experience that world that I felt prepared for and the world of dance is very disciplined and very energetic and um I just felt ready for it so just really trying to get my foot in the door I ended up getting a contract with Tokyo Disneyland so it was 19 and I didn't really want to go to Tokyo I mean I was auditioning for whatever came up um just because I I wanted the experience and um was really hoping for Disney in Florida to be honest with you um (laughs) that would have been a lot closer to home and um tokyo offered me a job and of course i had to say yes because you you can't turn down your first dance job um so it was you know pretty crazy my parents were excited but nervous i was 19 moving to tokyo not knowing anybody not knowing a soul um just getting on a plane for 13 hours just (laughs) nervous and um and then coincidentally, three days after I got there was 9-11. So was a scary time. Yeah. Um, scary for my family, just not knowing, you know, and that was also pre, you know, obviously Wi-Fi. And, uh, you know, I was able to check my email like maybe once a week or once every other week and, you know, didn't have the cell phone, didn't have any of that communication. That we have now. So,
0: there was no FaceTime. Yeah. There was no. Yeah. There was no. There wasn't the level of text messaging that we have today, especially no. internationally. Um, and like you said, right. email was—you're lucky to check it on the weekends. Boy, um, that level of, of disconnectedness—I don't think anyone experiences in in the modern world. Um, no. At least compared to what you went through there. Okay, so to- Tokyo must have been amazing. Yeah. Tell us about that experience.
1: Yeah, Tokyo was great. I mean, I was young and just really into the job itself, which was, which was fine. You know, we were doing, um, a musical theater type show five times a day, um, a 30 minute show five times a day, you know, six days a week for 10 months. I mean, so after a while it got a little bit monotonous and I learned the culture and made many great friends, um, looking back i feel like i didn't experience as much as i should have as far as like traveling and i mean we did go to a few different cities like w- i would go with um the people i was there with um that were in my contract and some of them had been there before so they would show you know hey we got to go see these shrines or these um historical places um so yeah i mean i did a little bit of that but i was still was still very nervous um <laughs> with like in it's in in tokyo the the trains don't close like the bars don't close like you could go out all night long and but i was like oh no like i'm good <laughs> i was nervous like to, to really step out of my comfort zone a little bit but really great experience Um still friends with a couple of the people that i met in that contract um it really it really satisfied me um Personally, just knowing that, like, yeah, I want to dance. I want to keep doing this. Um, But I was homesick. I was also homesick. My mom was um, sick with cancer, and I missed, you know, being close. So I knew I didn't want to go uh, international again. But, uh, but yeah, it was a really great experience. So then after that, came home. um, Then I moved straight to New York. So that's where I wanted to be. I wanted to audition. I wanted to keep myself in shape. I wanted to keep my foot in the door and see what came next.
0: So it seems to me that anyone involved in acting or dance or comedy or modeling, um, if you're on the East Coast, that migration is always come to New York, come to New York, come to New York. Um, And it seems like at a certain level of career, Uh, then it's go to LA, go to LA, go to LA. Um, So Mm -hmm. that seems that sounds very logical to me that coming out of uh, your dance contract that you go to New York, seeking another contract, because that's where everybody goes to to look for that kind of work. Um, So coming out of that, I I think you had another cool dance contract uh, that pulled you out of town again.
1: Yeah, so right away um, I got offered the Radio City Christmas Spectacular, so that was a really great, um, a, a bigger, just a bigger production, um, so that was just during the Christmas season, so a shorter contract, it was in Chicago, so really fun because my family could all come, my friends would come and and, um, and see me perform, obviously a Christmas show, it's so fun, and like just, it was a really, yeah, really fun contract, Um And then, yeah, but they're just a little bit shorter. So, you know, that was really October through, like, January. Um, And then ended up getting that contract again the whole next year. Um, That one took me to Nashville. So kind of got to travel a little bit, um, you know, in the States a little bit more. Again, um, meeting new people and um, in the meantime, auditioning. So, you know, really at that point, I wanted to try to get my foot on Broadway. So that was, like, my next big... um, goal. And I never quite got there. Um, that's kind of when the the whole dance world and the professional, just the entertainment industry can get really down on you. It just, it's, you know, your your skin is thick and, and you can handle a lot, but sometimes you just, uh, you know, you just need a break. So that's kind of where I was. I was really trying to get my foot in the door at 42nd Street. So it was on Broadway at the time. I knew many friends in the show, many friends that you know, were fantastic talent, but I, I knew that I was just as good, I, I, you know, could dance circles around some of them, you know, like, so I knew that I, it wasn't that, but every time it would come down to, you know, my hair color, or my shoe size, or, um, you know, what, just, she's one inch taller than you, and that's, that's what we need, and you're, sorry, you know, and it was just, and I'd get call back after call back after callback. I'd be I'd be home in Ohio and I'd get a call that says, "Can you be here tomorrow morning at eight o'clock?" Because the producer wants to see you again. And I'm like, "Yeah." And I get in the car and go and drive overnight to this callback, and I mean multiple times. But it never got me the job. I you know, and at that, some point after months of that, I just said, "I'm done," because <laughs> it's hard, um,
0: and I, I needed a break. The, so the the traditional employee, um, I mean, even an analogy of saying, imagine you're applying for a job, not even your dream job, but a job in your career that you've graduated for, um, and they bring you in and do a application, and then they bring you back and do another application, and then they bring you back and you do another application and another interview and another interview. And imagine going through five or six of those interview processes um, and at the end of it, being given a list of all the things that are wrong with you, why mm-hmm. they didn't hire you. Um, I only know this because I had friends previously who were in dance, and it was they, they just said that, that, that what they remember out of that is always the list of not good enoughs. Um, yeah. That that was always the takeaway with the list of not good enoughs. And after how many jobs of getting the list of not good enoughs, they just, it, it was very, like you said, you have to be very thick-skinned. You have to be very comfortable with yourself and confident in yourself. Yeah. Um, so, but about that same time, um, I think there was also a circumstance at home that brought you back home. So, you, your frustration had pinnacled, um, had peaked with with the career path that you were going down um, And and what else happened that brought you home?
1: Yeah, so my mom was getting worse. Um, she was sick with cancer for many years, and her and I were really, really close. Um, and I just felt it was time for me to be home and you know maybe finish school. Um, so that's kind of when I got into dietetics and at YSU, and I decided just to you know it's time to finish, get my degree. I needed a break from the dance world anyhow. It was great; it was taught me a lot, but I needed to kind of shift focus a little bit. Um, yeah, so my mom needed me home. Um, I wanted to get my, my degree out of the way um, and I fell into dietetics. So obviously growing up in the dance world and, and, and nutrition and, and eating well and staying in shape are all such a huge part of that world. That really led my interest into nutrition because I felt like I learned a lot as it was. And then seeing my mom and how uh, nutrition and her health were so, you know, so directly impacted with her cancer diagnosis and how she felt on a daily basis with what she was eating, that really sparked a a huge interest in me too and wanting to study that at school. So, um, so those two things kind of led me to that and, um, yeah, so finished my my degree. I I got into the uh, the dietetics program, a highly competitive um, coordinated program with the internship and everything that I needed so that when I was done with school, I can sit to take my test to become a registered dietitian. So um, I actually, uh, my mom passed away uh, 13 years ago today, actually, and my my test was scheduled for that following week for me to actually sit and take my test of the same year that she passed yeah and it was just like everything was happening it was and i a month before that had got hired for my first job so they hired me with the you know um, well your test is coming up and you're probably going to pass and it's fine so um so i had my first real job um not you know entertainment job my first real job then a month later my mom died. And then a week later i'm supposed to take the test. It was just a mess.
0: Um, well, hold on, I have a question in. for you. So yeah. was um, was your husband with you at that point in time?
1: Yeah, we were together, um, not married. Were we married yet? No, not married yet. But yeah, we were together for sure. Yep. So I met him during uh, my time in school. So he came along post the dance world um, life.
0: <laughs> yeah, I ask that only because I can, I just can't imagine going through that series of events um i mean obviously coming out of being a dancer thick-skinned is an understatement but i can't imagine no matter how thick-skinned you are um graduating getting the job what happened with mom and and how cool that you get to talk about this in honor of her 13 years later um yeah yeah go go right to so did you take the test did you pass
1: so yeah, I, I ended up pushing it back uh, another month or something just cause I, I needed a minute, but yeah, so I passed and it was, it was great. Um, and you know, it got me, it got me on my, my next journey there. So started, um, my next job was at, um, in Newcastle in uh, Western PA and I was in the schools and I always loved kids. I always taught dance as, as a kid myself, um, So this is with K through 12 kids, teaching them about the importance of nutrition and how to eat healthy um, and just making it fun and exciting, which is um, right up my alley. So I had a great uh, first job experience there for about five years before I moved on to working at home when my kids were little. So just, you know, shifted a little bit, but a great experience
0: yeah and I think also something that we talked about before we were uh, recording is the the lifestyle of the actor model dancer um, looking for gigs in New York City and in l a um, unfortunately lends itself to body image, um, which can lead to bad diet habits um, right. Do you think that that's something on top of the situation with mom? Do you think that that's something that, that is also a reason that pushed you into um, nutrition and diet?
1: Yeah, I definitely dabbled. I think with some eating issues for sure. I mean, there's no dancer that hasn't thought of themselves, you know, when when they're in, in a room of mirrors and body suits, and yeah, I mean, it's really hard being. <laughs> Being a female in that industry is is tough, um especially when they say, "Oh, you know, you could be a size two, but you're a size four, so sorry um, yeah, I definitely dabbled in that. I wasn't um, I think I, I think with my mom, I think i I took it into a healthier um, you know, it could have gone two ways where you know you're doing the extreme things and you're um, and you know going the wrong way down the path, but I think my mom taught me to, to take it into that healthy. So why don't we learn about like eating healthy and here's how we can do this together and that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, I've definitely seen a world of really crazy bad dietary habits and that it really taught me a lot that this, you don't have to do those things in order to, to be healthy. And what does that even mean? And why does the size not matter? Um, It really um, I think I got a full picture of all that things. Seeing what I've seen in the dance industry.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for sharing that. Um, as a father of daughters, and I'm sure you can relate as a mother of daughters, uh, this is this is in our future um, in yeah. our interaction with our daughters, and um, I'm I'm always aware of when I hear something that needs to be logged somewhere in my memory banks for a time in the future, when I will need to pull that out again to share with my daughters, because um, unfortunately we live in this society where um, there are certain expectations that are applied um, that are of course in the dancing world, even more uh, pressure applied. Um, Thanks so much for sharing that story. um I'm I'm dying to know I'm so curious to hear now after hearing all of these things uh what is your why
1: <laughs> Well that's a good question. Um <laughs> so um I guess just the, those experiences and um and learning the importance of fitness and learning the importance of nutrition um I, I guess I would say my why is is sharing that. Um I, I want people to learn that it's, uh, it's not a one size fits all type of thing. So when people come to me for nutrition advice, I don't, I don't typically always say the same thing to everybody because everybody's a little bit different and have different needs. Um, same thing with fitness. Um, I want people to appreciate the importance of taking care of themselves just as I've, I've learned to, to do that. And just as I share that with my family um, and I, I feel that once people appreciate that and maybe I' maybe my why is that I'm providing that outlet for them to learn. you know that fitness it doesn't have to kill you to make you stronger. Fitness doesn't have to be um, you know throwing tires around and, and, and running marathons till your body is broken. Um, it could be safe and, and effective and it can be fun and um, and, and same thing with eating well it doesn't have to be complicated with the keto diet and the intermittent fasting and all these crazy fads that people want to follow. It doesn't need to be that complicated, but once we find that people catch on to that and see and appreciate it, um, that's when I feel most satisfied because I feel that I was a part of exploring that with them. Uh, You know, I do group classes at the fitness studio and, you know, it doesn't always mean that I'm working with somebody one-on-one, but when I see them, you know, do something that they weren't able to do just last month, it's, you know, it's really satisfying to me because I know that they're, they're growing too. And then I see them coming back and I see them, Hey, this is like, this is my life now, like MBYO for life. Like we're not, you know, I, I can't imagine my life without you, you know, and that's like crazy. But, so I think it's just, you know, my why is that I like to I like to share that with people, and I and I guess selfishly I like that feeling, knowing that I was providing that opportunity for them.
0: It's so cool. I want to see if I can unpack this um, into a sentence or two based on everything that you just said, um, and I'm going to summarize it a little bit just to make sure that I got it right. So um, I like that that it's not a one size fits all formula. Um, I like that. Um, your your mission is to help people become a better version of themselves through diet and fitness. How did I do that? Is that a good?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Um,
0: And I think that, you know, I I don't think that reaping the benefit of being a life changer or a difference maker is selfish. Um, I think that that the the reward that you get from seeing people improve and seeing that you are making a difference um that's planting a seed and reaping the harvest of the seed right and this is a it's it's kind of a natural transition in life if you plant the seed um again I'll, i'll quote a jim Rohn quote again but he said imagine if we were responsible for growing the tree we don't have to worry about any of that. We don't have to worry about how the tree grows. We don't have to worry about where the branches go and how many leaves go on each branch. We don't have to worry about it. All we have to do is be responsible for taking a seed and planting it and watering it and nurturing it. And what happens after that is miraculous, right? And it's the same mm-hmm. with what you do with people's personalities, with their lives, with their hearts, with their fitness. Um, that, that harvest that comes after you planted a seed, Um, is the reward, is the benefit that you get. Um, So if we go back to like uh, you as a teenager thinking about dance and going into dance, were you at that point in time being a difference maker to the other people that were around you in contract? Were you politely correcting their bad dietary or nutritional or, or fitness habits? Or is this something that developed as a result of mom passing or is this something um, kind of go back to has this always been your why or have there been transitions of the why through your life?
1: Definitely transitions. I think back as a teenager I had no clue. Um, I knew I liked uh, I, I never had a confidence problem. I always liked being the center of attention. So that's kind of like the, that's where I was comfortable in the dance world front and center. I was always never really nervous about that kind of stuff. So not nervous about putting myself out there taking risks, those kind of things. Um, I think it led me into it, into my why, but at that point, I don't think I really knew. Um, I think, uh, I think that came as a development of just all the events of life, you know, um, and I didn't even, you know, you don't even set out to, I wasn't set out to open a business. I wasn't set out to make, um, to make my living off of teaching fitness classes. Um, I, that wasn't even like what I, I, I didn't even know, you know, it just kind of fell into that, the, you know, over the years of how it developed. Um, and, and I, I my, my goals are even way beyond that now. So, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to translate that. But, you know, I, I, I see that this is just like the stepping, like a very first stepping stone of what I would like to see happen. And my why would probably change many times um, throughout that. But yeah, definitely. I didn't know as a kid. I don't know. I don't think I had any clue. (laughs) Yeah.
0: There's a lot of people that I've interviewed and spoken to that, that had that phase of their life when they were, um, in their teens or their early twenties, where their why was just having fun, right? It wasn't anything more profound or more complicated than that. That was just it, right? And um, yeah. it's interesting how that changes as you progress through the years. Um, so this this why obviously it's a part of your <clears throat> excuse me your day to day career. Um, and your day-to-day interactions with people is is this why is it a part of a morning routine or a morning mindset is it something that you actively engage with every single day or is it more something that's just kind of hovering in the background that that keeps you motivated as you go through your months and your years
1: oh it's definitely day-to-day I mean when I walk in to the studio and I see people that um I've seen lose weight or I've, I've been with them throughout this journey or I've seen their kid grow up because we moms can bring their kids to our studio while they work out. And we have babysitters here. these people are, uh, they're not just a person, excuse me. They're not just a person that walks through the door. These people are like my people now. And um, so on a daily basis, I'm reminded of my why. And that's, crazy, like, I'm crazy blessed to see that. Um, Are there days that I don't feel like I'm on all the time? And do I feel like being the motivator every single day? No, like, you know, and sometimes that's when the dancer and me have to come out and just put it on a little bit, because I'm maybe I'm having a bad day, or maybe I need to be motivated. And I want to go get that from somebody else, you know, Um, that's certainly probably the biggest challenge I have on a day-to-day basis is just always being on and, and being there for other people when sometimes I need um, somebody to be there for me too, you know? Um, but, you know, we, we, I have an amazing group of um, team members, instructors in, in this community, and I can always count on them for that motivation when I need it myself. So I, I become the student then and take class from somebody. And then I walk out of there being like, this is the best thing ever. I so amazing. And this is all I needed. Um, so we give and take in that respect, but yeah, I'm reminded of, of it every day. Um, I think I, another aspect of my why now is as my kids growing up, seeing how I want to create a legacy for them. I want to create um, something that they know I put my blood, sweat and tears into on a day-to-day basis. And, and I want them to have that appreciation for health and wellness ingrained in them so I feel like when I grew up it was the same thing I remember sitting in at the back of a gym watching my mother do step aerobics as you know a nine-year-old coloring pictures to pass the time um and 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 growing up in that kind of you know that house where where it was it was valued um I want my kids to you know so now I'm starting to see the importance of that with my kids and and how I talk about myself if oh I don't look good in this dress, um, you know, how the, the words that come out of my mouth, the positivity um, and um, how I feed them and how we try to live our lifestyle so that it's, it's ingraining that stuff into them as well um, in a realistic way, you know, we're not always going to be perfect either, so.
0: No, I think it's really neat how you talk about the, the being a part of your morning routine um, and not always being on your A game and, Allowing other people the opportunity to fill you up, um, just as you take the time to fill other people up, uh, and and how that that act of you taking the initiative to help other people and and help them be a better version of themselves, um, surely you can't help but pass that along to your children, um, and and that that why that is to serve other people and help them. Um, It has an impact whether you articulate it to your children or not, as you said, right? When you watch mom, they watch you, mom, do these things, um, and inevitably, it's going to be a part of what they experience and what they understand as they get Mm -hmm. older. Um, Before we wrap up, you did a great job of wrapping us up a minute ago, but any final thoughts, anything that we didn't touch on um, that you'd like to state? Are we good?
1: Yeah, no, I think it was great. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. I think um, your story is is profound in, in so many ways of having gone through what you went through um, in the dance world and traveling and then coming home and setting up home base here. Um, so tell us the name of your business in Youngstown as well.
1: Yeah, it's called Mega Bar Youngstown and it's a fitness studio for all ages all levels male female um, and then of course i do my nutrition my nutrition coaching here as well
0: and then um, i think your involvement with caroline was directly with YoFresh and assisting them with their um, menu and and kind of detailing out the nutritional values of their menu as well right mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so love having my hand in the nutrition side of it deeper with Yo Fresh. It gives me that opportunity to really, um, to really dive into recipes and to help them make things healthier. Um, and then we serve we serve the community so much more outside of just my own community in the dance or in the in the fitness studio here. So um, yeah, it's just it's it's great. It's the best of both worlds for me.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time and thank you for sharing your watch.